This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! Welcome to a Men in Blazers pod special. A conversation with a remarkable man whom I've long admired. One of the Premier League's most beloved characters. Revered for his style of play on the field. He's a footballer with zeal, intelligence and the ability to both create goals and score them. And the way he's elected to carry himself off it as a gent who loves experiencing the world around him. And anyone who follows our guest on Instagram will be aware of the extent to which he just adores touring Britain, invests his free time in consuming books, movies, music, culture. On a weekly basis, he faithfully records his feelings on a blog, juanmatter8.com, and win or lose, he signs off in the same magical way. Hugs, which is more adorable than the Ewoks winning the battle of Endor. Last week, two days before he won the EFL Cup with Manchester United at Wembley, he joined us from his home in the north of England to talk about all of this and where to find the best Spanish food in Manchester. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. It's a delight to welcome to the pod a man who's won the World Cup, the Champions League, and who's now in the midst of a four-month unbeaten run in the Premier League with Manchester United. We welcome to the pod Mr. Juan Mata. Thank you very much, Roger. It's a pleasure for me to be with you. Oh, Juan, I love having you. I, I want to go right back from the outset to the very beginning, to your youth, growing up in Oviedo in northern Spain, playing football on heavy, muddy, rainy fields, conditions in which it should have been impossible to learn to pass the ball, but you did. Your talent to play that killer final pass is that natural? Did you just grow up with that vision and ability? Or did it come from being coached? I think it's a bit of both. In a way, you have to be born with this understanding for the game. But I think you can practice it as well. And training has been always a big part of my career and where I always try to improve. You signed with Real Madrid at the age of just 15. Every footballer's dream. Yet Real's squad, it was stocked with the likes of Zidane, Beckham, Raul, you couldn't crack the first team and were sold to Valencia. When you look back on that Real Madrid rejection now, Juan, does it still hurt? Or are you grateful to have your eyes open to professional disappointment at a young age, retrospectively? I just have a feeling of being grateful towards Real Madrid. I arrived when I was 15 years old. I stayed there for four years until I was 19. And it was a great experience on my career. Obviously, it's very difficult to get into the first team through the academy because there are a lot of world-class players in Real Madrid every season. But I always feel grateful about how they teach me on the pitch and off the pitch. So it was a feeling of a new chapter of my life opening and having a great chance to play for a, another big club like Valencia. But I will always be grateful to Real Madrid. You thrived at Valencia, establishing yourself as both the creator and scorer of goals. And you caught Chelsea's eye in August 2011. Juan, 
Many European footballers come over to the Premier League. Most need time to adjust. But you made an instant impact at Chelsea. There must have been culture shock. What is it about your personality and your game that allowed you to adapt so quickly? Well, to be fair, it was not a big shock for me. I was lucky because I scored on my debut and that gave me a lot of confidence. I arrived to a great city like London. Everyone in the club, all my teammates, the manager, made things easier for me. So it was not as big as expected, that change of life. Yeah, I changed country. You have to speak in a different language. You have to adapt yourself to the English football. But to be fair, it was all very smooth and quick. And it was a mix of helping from the club and a bit of lucky as well from the first game. What was the biggest difference on the field? Well, the Premier League is special. I always say that it's a league that everyone at least will try to play for one year because you can feel the real passion that is off the pitch. But on the pitch, the main difference is the rhythm that you play in this league. is so quick and there's a moment on the games where they get a little bit crazy and then the game is box to box with a lot of chances. It's a very physical way of playing football and you have to adapt yourself to that kind of game, but without losing your football. That's what I try to do. I try to play the football that I was playing during all my life in Oviedo, in Madrid and in Valencia and trying to adapt myself in the physical demanding qualities that you have to have in the Premier League. But at the end of the day, I think if someone can play good football in any country, it's because you play good football and that's it. You've adapted and then some. And although you remain a proud Spaniard, I'm interested, has anything in your personality become more, how would you say, English due to your stay there? Any adopted behaviours, Juan? I always find really important to try to put yourself into a situation where you live in, trying to learn from their culture. And obviously I'm Spanish and my country will always be Spain and that's where I feel my home. But to be fair, I feel really, really happy in England. First in London, now in Manchester. I feel the love from the fans. I really like the English culture. I really like the English way of living. I think everyone is very polite and very nice to me. And that's why I feel very, very happy to be here. And this is my sixth season already. And it gave me a new experience in my life to learn a new language, to learn a new culture and to know a lot of things that maybe if you stay all life in your own country, you don't realise. What do you like about English culture, Juan? I've got to ask you. For a football player, I think it's a great country to live in because in Spain, it gets a little bit more crazy with the media, with the fans and with everything around the pitch. But for a football player to live here, you live in a more calmer way. And I like that. You go to training ground, you train, you go out from the training ground and then you can have a quiet, normal life. You can go to know Manchester, you can go to restaurants, you can go to museums, you can go to the countryside as well. There's a lot of things that you can do and that's something that I really like because you can do it in a relaxed way. I've got to tell you, I read your blog, Juan, and few things in life have made me happier than when I read your quote on grey, rainy, cold days. It's nice to have a meat pie or a beef pie. I like them. That made me so happy, Juan. It's true. When the weather is not very, very good and it's a bit grey, cold and rainy, then proper English food is much more than welcome. And sometimes we have Sundays off and it's nice to go to a country side pub and have this pies, have something typical and it's something that I really like. Oh, you and Wayne Shaw and me both. I adore that. But back at Chelsea... <laughs> Despite winning Player of the Year two seasons on the run, your career stalled controversially 
when Jose Mourinho returned to the club and you ended up moving north to Manchester. We'll talk about Mourinho in a moment. Do you make new friends with a move? Or is most of your social time spent with the Spanish contingent at United, at Manchester City, at Liverpool? No, obviously you make new friends. It's normal that when you arrive to a new club and there is a few Spanish players in the team or Spanish people working in the club, it's normal that you have more confidence with them and you spend more time with them. But for me as well, it's important to open yourself to the rest of the teammates. And in a football club like Manchester United or like Chelsea, you have different nationalities in the dressing room. And I always try to open myself and not just stick to the Spanish people, what I love, but I always try to speak with everyone and try to have a good relationship with everyone because I think it's important for the whole atmosphere of the dressing room. So yeah, we go out together with David, with Ander, and we are great friends, but as well, we open ourselves to the rest of the team. Is there a Spanish clan that kind of transverses rivalries that David Silva, Moreno at Liverpool, all the Spaniards in the north flocking together? We saw each other more often than we do now. And it has a reason because uh, Manchester City has changed their training ground camp. So a lot of the players, they moved closer to that place. And like David Silva, Jesus Navas, Javi Garcia was here at that time. And we used to see each other, but not a lot now because they move and we are a bit farther. But there is a, a lot of Spanish players coming to the Premier League, not just to the Northern, but to London. And I think it's a great sign for Spanish football that we are opening ourselves to the rest of the world. We have confidence to go abroad and try to play our football here in the Premier League, for example. I mean, you've put down real roots in England, which I admire. Your family have opened up a Spanish restaurant in Manchester, Tapeo. <laughs> I, I, I believe it's become quite a focal point, Juan. Mourinho, Pep, Tiki Burgerstan, they all eat there. Is it a Spanish challenger to wings? <laughs> what my dad wants to do is try to bring a part of Spain to Manchester and he opened a nice place with good atmosphere where a lot of football players are going, managers. And the most important thing is that everyone feels very welcome there and it's our little space to be there and relax and and obviously have nice Spanish food. So anytime you come, you're more than welcome to go. I will definitely take you up on that. I've done wings many times and I want to broaden my horizons. The restaurant is just one aspect of your love of culture. I mean, anyone who reads your blog, your Instagram, full of images of you in the English countryside. You also write about your love of Haruki Murakami's writing or the movies of Woody Allen. I mean, when you read it, it all seems rare, Juan, for a footballer to talk about these issues. Do you feel different to other footballers in your approach to life, to culture? Or does the public just underestimate footballers in their lives? No, I don't really feel different. I think there are a lot of footballers with a very interesting personality that maybe people don't know. And I have a lot of friends from football and we share interest. We can go out to different places and I'm just a guy who obviously is lucky enough to make a good way of living playing football because I love it and at the end of the day I just like to do things that a 28 years old guy will do so I have the same interest that my friends in Oviedo we speak a lot we do things together and I don't feel different at all. Other than you at United who's the biggest culture fiend? I have a great relationship with Ander Herrera or with Michael Carrick that I consider two really intelligent persons and with a lot of interest because 
at the end of the day, for me, what is important is to try to be curious in life and try to discover things, try to ask questions and try to have different interests because it helps you as well with football to don't think all the time in football, don't get obsessed and try to disconnect in different ways. It's fascinating that. I mean, your approach to life does spill into your football. It's often written about how intelligent you are as a footballer, how you crave information on your opponents in the build-up to games. Can you give us a sense of that process, what you do and what you look for? When you are going to play a game, I think what everyone does is try to imagine how the game is going to be. So you put yourself in the situation or in the position where you might play and try to recreate the game in a positive way. And it's a matter of imagination and a positive thinking about how the game is going to be. And I think it can help in your performance. You have been a positive light in your three plus years at United, but it has been a time of a club in transformation. Three managers in the course of just over three years there. Yet this campaign, the good, you've had a 16 game unbeaten run in the Premier League. The not so good, you're currently in sixth place. With all the new arrivals and all of the expectation, does that feel like success for you, Juan, or subpart? No, we feel that we are in the right direction, but we still need to go and finish these tournaments that we are in and we are fighting for. Obviously, after Sir Alex Ferguson, we started a new era, a difficult one, because it's always difficult after a man that has been so successful within the club, winning so many trophies, almost every single trophy, and it takes time. But I think the mentality in the club, the mentality in the manager and the players is the same, which is bringing Manchester United where it deserves to be, which is fighting for the biggest trophies. And I think we are on our way. We won the FA Cup, we won the Community Shield. We have now the chance to win more trophies this season. And hopefully in the near future, we can be fighting for Premier League or Champions League. But I think the club has everything to succeed. First with the fans, second with the power that the club has, the players that we have. And I think we can do it. And sooner or later, this club is going to win big trophies again, for sure. Question from a listener, Juan, at Z is for zombie. How different is Manchester United Jose Mourinho from Chelsea Jose Mourinho? Well, he's the same. He's the same person and he's got the same competitive mentality. I think what it has changed is the context. You change club. You change the squad, you change the qualities of the players. And I think that's what he's doing. He obviously understands what this club means. He knows the history of this club. And I think he really feels very proud of being here. And he's adapted himself to Manchester United philosophy and way. Uh, but I think he's the same person with the same motivation for winning. Can you give us a taste of Jose Mourinho? What's he like at halftime in the locker room? Is he calm or is he a shouter? Well, it depends how the game is going. <laughs> if the game is not going fine and he feels that we need to wake up in one way or another, then he will shout and he will scream and he will do what he thinks he has to do. And if the game is going good, he will keep confidence into the team and he will say that it's not finished. And he always tries to put us in the right mindset to face the second 45 minutes. From the outside... It seems like you've got so much oversized personality in that locker room. On the field, when things are down, who is it that grabs the team by the neck? Is it Carrick? Is it Pogba? Is it Zlatan? Yes, you said three great examples. Wayne Rooney as well. I think we've got players with a lot of experience and in these difficult moments, 
that's what you need. Players with experience, with personality to speak with the rest of the team, calm down, ask for the ball and try to play football and bring the team back into the game. Carrick, Paul, Slatan, Wayne, they have been playing in different moments of the club. They've been in different leagues. When you charge forward with the ball into that final third, with all of those weapons on the field, Pogba, Zlatan, Martial, Rashford, Mkhitaryan, can you give us a sense of what goes through your mind when you're on the ball? Who or what are you looking for to make your decision about pass, run, shoot? It's not about the person. It's about what the game is demanding. Obviously, you know the qualities of your teammates, so you know how strong Zlatan is in the box or you know how quick Mkhitaryan, Martial, Rashford are, or how good Paul Popa shoots from outside the box. So in a way, yeah, you try to bring the best out of them, putting the ball where it has to be. But it's not about who are you passing, it's about how you do it, when to do it, and try to make always the right decision that is needed in that moment. That, for me, is very important in football. What do you see as your unique role in this Manchester United team when you're on the field, different to everybody else? What does Juan Mata bring? Well, I try to bring joy. I try to create chances for my teammates. And as well, because it has always been a big part of my game to try to score goals. I always try to arrive to the box and be in the right positions to finish and put the ball into the back of the net. You're United. They're now in line to win the League Cup Europa League and FA Cup as we speak. What's known in the English football vernacular as the plastic treble. You face Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Does that matchup motivate you? Chelsea, does it still feel like you've got an extra something to prove? Or would it only be so if Jose was still in the opposing technical area instead of your own? No, it's always a special game when I play against Chelsea, but it's not because I feel I have something to prove. It's because I remember all the great memories that I lived there in, in London during these two years and a half. It's always special to play in front of fans and crowd that they have been amazing to me, voting me the best player in their team for two years in a row. So it's always special because I have friends in the club, I have friends in the team, but it's not because I feel that I have to prove anything. You're a forthright man, Juan. I mean, you've spoken at times about how you believe the wages footballers get are, quote, obscene. You've also said, and I love this, you've said football is not about money. It's about emotions. Honestly, does it always remain that for you? Or in the grind of the Premier League, the pressure, the disappointment, the transfers, the hype, does it ever just start to feel like a, like a job? When you play professional football, sometimes the pressure, the competition, yeah, it makes you lose a little bit of perception. But I always try to come back to myself and say, listen, try to play and try to enjoy every day like if you were a kid, like when you were in Oviedo. And that's why I love to train, I love to play. And I try to say to myself, don't lose that passion because that passion is what brings the best on your game. Whenever I feel that I'm losing it a little bit, I always try to calm down, think about it, and then the next day I come back again. How do you do that? Because you make it sound so easy, but it can't be effortless. What is the secret, Juan? Because it may just be the secret to life. What is the secret to retaining the delight with which you once played as a kid in Oviedo? 
for me, it's key to realize and to think why things happen or why you are now playing football in that level, why you're so lucky to play in such a club like Manchester United and try to realize where you are. Try to talk to yourself and tell you how lucky you are, that you deserve to be here because you have done things right. But as well, being grateful and trying to speak to yourself in a way that brings back that kid that just played football, not because of the money or because anything, just played football because it made him happy. And that passion for me is key to keep performing at my best level every year. And I think it's key for everyone to do that. Juan, I love what you say. I love that you use the word joy to describe what you bring to football. Because I do, when I was thinking about having you on the show, the thing I wanted to thank you for was the joy that you bring us on a weekly basis. So to your continued success, to more blog posts, Godspeed, Juan, and hugs. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure and I'm waiting for you here in Manchester.